But yeah. now that inflation's high and rates are high, it's gonna hurt everybody. Look, I get it. The Toronto real estate market is confusing. Whether you're a new or experienced investor or just looking for a home to raise your family in, join us at Broadview Table Talks as you sit around the table with my friends and talk about the real estate and the ever-changing market in Toronto. Welcome to another edition of Broadview Table Talks. I got a request from a listener. Thank you very much, Brian. You're awesome. But he wants to know what's happening in the economy. You know, what's happening in the Toronto market, real estate market. What are you guys seeing? We're noticing a couple of spikes in activity in certain markets. It seems like some areas are commanding offer nights again. It's still too early in the year to tell exactly where our trajectory is going. But it seems like some people are jumping in right now. Yep. Same. New year, new you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I got some stats from December's numbers. This is year over year stats. Sales are down on aggregate for the whole Toronto Real Estate Board at negative 48.2%. So negative half. The amount of sales dropped by half. Mm-hmm. New listings is at, uh, I think, like 11 year low or something like that. But it, we're at not minus 21%. Active listings are up by 169%. Mm-hmm. Uh, average price is down by, ready? How much? How much do you think? Depends on the area. Okay, but overall, Treb. Minus 9.2%. Oh, so just like 9% or so, right? Mm, down. Uh, this is year over year. Don't forget, it's not for the entire year. Or oh, okay. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, home price index is a different thing. Anyway, you got the average property days on market. So we're looking at 110% higher. So mm-hmm. where it used to be 19 days on average is now 40 days on average to sell a property. Mm-hmm. So that's just year on year average. You can't look at that and treat it as gold because you know what? It's a lagging indicator. It's not yep. a leading indicator. It doesn't show you what's going to happen in January. For sure. So as you say right now, we're noticing that there's a, a spike in bidding wars, mm-hmm. probably because sellers don't know how to price things and they want it sold. Mm-hmm. Right? If they're on the market, it's because they want it sold. Well, I also think there's a spike in activity because as of six days ago, there are some murmurs of potentially more stringent lending rules coming into play. Like we're not just talking about the mortgage stress like test. Headlines, man. You know yeah, what it headlines. is? That's it's what scary. It is. Media, media is always. No, no, no. Like no, no. Obviously, you know like, what they said? They said they're evaluating. They're evaluating. Other exactly lending rules. So offices are offices of superintendents. Yeah. Financial institutions, something like that. Anyway, they're the ones that sent the banking rules, mm-hmm. and they want to set banking rules for the A lenders, not the B lenders, whatever, but like that they want to not use line of credits up. They want to maximize line of credits to 65% or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So they're exploring some more options, but nothing's been announced. Probably isn't going to happen. And, yeah. you know, stop listening to that media. But it, it's weird because the moment that comes out, suddenly we, it's noticeable and you suddenly see more activity and you see, yeah. suddenly see more buyers out there. Everyone's like that. They're just they're sitting down. The first thing they just look at the media, they hear the first thing they, or they hear from like their mom's friend who's not even in the, in the game. You yeah. know what I mean? And then they get excited. It's just the same thing. Like last year, the same thing when pandemic hit, right? Everyone didn't know what was happening. And then all of a sudden in the, in the flip of a week, it became like such a frenzy, you know? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like if, so yes, the market does move fast, but if I think obviously back to that, I think they're warranted from trying to tighten up lending. I get where they're coming from because, you know, it is kind of getting scary out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, you know, if they do that, it's just in addition to higher interest rates to all these extra policies, phantom foreign buyers, all this yeah. kind of stuff. It's just like so many conflicting forces of everyone trying to protect their interests, right? Yeah. So obviously he doesn't want the banking system to crash, obviously. Bank of Canada wants to control inflation, which yeah. is very important mm-hmm. by increasing interest rates. You know, there's an article today that came out from the Scotiabank chief economist, Jean-Francois. He basically said that he doesn't think that the Bank of Canada will get it down to 2%. Yeah. Mm. Right? I don't think they'll ever get it down to 2%, at least maybe in the future, but not this year. Yeah. So what do they have to do? They have to keep raising interest rates. Yeah. Which is going to be scary, right? Yeah. Very. Yeah. He was saying that Tip Malcolm has to 
get it down because otherwise it's going to be like he's going to lose credibility, which <laughs> makes sense, right? Yeah, like, you absolutely. know, his job is in jeopardy, right? Like, yeah. his role is in jeopardy, I should say, job. Yeah. That's why he's taking such a hard stance. Right. And it's like, you know, everyone can comment on the past, you know, that they, they kept it running too hot for too long. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I've had a lot of buyers get freaked out before they start raising rates saying that, you know, inflation is taking over. I'm losing money. I got to put it somewhere. I have cash. Mm-hmm. I got to put it somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we bought something and, you know, it kind of sucks, right? Then they did that. Who would have known? You mm-hmm. know, inflation is important to combat for mm-hmm. sure because average consumers is certainly feeling it. But yeah. now that inflation's high and rates are high, gonna hurt everybody right and that's why we're seeing these stalls in economies and and you know they're concerned that all these economists are concerned that we're gonna get a hard landing meaning that they're yeah. gonna bring inflation down yes but in order to fight that how many job losses are gonna there oh unemployment's gonna be climbing you know, way past it like, how much social unrest yeah. is gonna be caused by this yeah. mm-hmm. right? how many other services are gonna be hurt cut and hurt and whatever right mm-hmm. economy's gonna go to the crapper mm-hmm. you know so the other option is to do a soft landing make it easy yeah, well, I mean, we were aiming for the soft landing before we hiked it up uh, 450 basis points. So I think that's kind of up in the air right now. I don't think they they really have a plan on what to do because there, there are also media outlets out there that are saying that, oh, based on inflation numbers hitting 6.3% in December, it's unlikely that Bank of Canada will consider raising rates more than once no one knows. in the year. No it's like, yeah, exactly. No one knows. These are all lagging indicators and we can't really predict exactly what Bank of Canada is going to do. And they're acting based on lagging indicators. Hopefully yeah. they're looking at more leading indicators as opposed to just inflation numbers. Because by the time you get in inflation numbers, it's already too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good thing is that, you know, the peak of inflation was at 8.1% or something like that. Now we're down to 63 Yeah, 63 So it is trending downwards. So hopefully they stay put. They've been saying for a long time, every single rate, at least past two rate hikes, they've been saying that they want to, uh, this is our last rate hike. Or yeah. this are signaling that, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's see what happens on January 25th. Yeah. How is that affecting the real estate market though? Like, what are you guys seeing? So in a similar vein, it's been interesting because we're also seeing talks about um, reduced um, developer levies just to spur more supply and more, more, in, more increased housing for, for this whole situation to, to tide itself over. But at the same time, that's approximately $5 billion in revenue that municipalities are losing out on. And that's going to come from somewhere, which means it's you know, taxpayers, it's homeowners who are eventually going to be paying that. So it really seems like it's a band-aid solution that may in the short term create housing supply, but what that means for a long run, it just seems like <laughs> housing is still going to be an issue. Housing supply is still going to be an issue. Yeah. Speaking about levies, it's just kind of, it's silly to me that like a new purchaser buying a two bedroom condo is paying $20,000 in fees mm-hmm. for development levies or more. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, that's, that's what the end purchaser is buying. I don't know what the developer has to pay on top of that. Right. They, mm-hmm. You know, I think like a third of it or a huge portion of that's it. That's like anywhere from third. Uh, I think we saw anywhere from 25 to 40% it was. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, is all levies, right? Yeah. Parkland mm-hmm. levies, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. So it sucks that a new purchase is paying $20,000 in additional capped in levies for a condo. Meanwhile, their taxes, the people that are in the, u- using the community and whatever, mm-hmm. paying what, like four grand a year, maybe, yeah. maybe less than that. So, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a proponent of raising taxes. I'm not saying that, but right. it's just like, you know, the new people are paying all the taxes, which yeah. I don't know. So like, I don't know the answer for this either. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it does suck. Ultimately, is there more supply coming in online? Like, they can. There's so many other constraints. It's not just the taxes. Not just the cost. Yeah, it's not. You know, that definitely is a big crisis. Affordable housing, and we're definitely going to do a video on that sooner mm-hmm. or later. Yeah. Um, but there's a big reason why this market's so. <laughs> Scary, <laughs> to be honest, right? It's very scary. Like we have a, what was the Toronto's target for new housing starts? 100,000 a year. 
or fifty thousand a year. Hundred fifty thousand a year. Yeah, in the past in the next ten years, yeah. so one point five million in ten years. So in twenty twenty two, we only hit just over forty five thousand. Yeah, well, that's Ontario though. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, we need, definitely need more supply. That'll control the cost of affordable housing. housing. Yeah, affordable housing. But I heard the other day on um, one of the uh, news, they they were talking about how in 2024, most likely it's going to go up by 3.5 percent. What's going to go up by 2.5? The, um, the the housing, the sales. Korea, they were talking about how it dropped. Obviously, 2023, they're gonna, they're looking at this it more like it's a recovery year, and then 2024, it should kind of like. Even though it's not like a big hike, mm-hmm. it go up to three percent, but it's still like kind of on a road to recovery. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, there's there's a lot of pressure from below from mm-hmm. in terms of prices, yeah. right? In terms of five hundred thousand people coming to the Canada as the yeah. target immigration, right? Mm-hmm. And majority, I don't know what the number is, but I've heard anywhere from a third to a half come to Toronto. Mm-hmm. So that's like so much demand coming here. Mm-hmm. It's going to push up the prices, and mm-hmm. if the the interest rates come back down and inflation kind of is in check, then is people going to start buying again? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of home, like what we're seeing right now, obviously, especially in like certain area, like Markham, like we talked about it earlier today, they're seeing multiple offers is because I guess the people that's been waiting on the sideline, they're just kind of like, they have no choice. They got to look for something, right? Yeah. So it's like, hey, I got to get to the market now before, you know, the savvy buyers that they're going to be realized, hey, if the price did go down, I mean, the, the interest rate do go down, we're going to end up becoming in the seller's market again. So they kind of yeah, it happens take an really opportunity. fast. Yeah, it does yeah. happen. If you guys remember, like uh, when uh, all of a sudden there's like a couple of bidding wars, like hey, what the heck? And then all of a sudden there's like everything's a bidding war. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Whoa, well, what's going on here, right? Yeah. When I first started my career, I was trying to list a one plus one condo in Mimico, and no bidding war, just had it sitting out on the market, and then sold it for under list. And then all of a sudden, three weeks afterwards, it was bidding wars for all, for yeah. everything. Yeah, no one knows. You know, I thought real estate was moving, used to move slower. But actually, I realized that now it moves really fast. Mm-hmm. I sold a condo recently, somewhere before the interest rate cycle, right? Mm-hmm. So I sold it for six hundred thousand or five ninety five. Then, like literally a month later, it went up to six forty or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I missed out. Yeah. But then all yeah. of a sudden, right after that, like a month later, even after that, mm-hmm. rate hiking cycle started. Yeah. And then prices slowly just start declining in Toronto. Like it's not so bad for the one bedroom condos. Yeah. But it's like. How does it move so fast, you know? And now I don't think I could sell for 600000 if I still had that condo. Right. Right? So it's like, what just happened there? <laughs> you know, no one expected this. Mm-hmm. No. It's difficult to to have an idea of exactly what real estate is going to do. As even our own policymakers aren't entirely sure exactly what's going yeah. to happen, which is why they apply all these policies to try to mitigate worst case scenarios. Yeah. 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 And... Real estate is not one of those things where you know exactly what the price is. There's no bid ask like amount that you see in the stock market that moves mm-hmm. really fast. But like yeah. you know, there's no price discovery because no one knows what it's worth really. You can have a range, but that yeah. range is huge. That variance is huge because mm-hmm. it depends on the situation. Right. A seller could be desperate to sell. A buyer could be desperate to buy. Yeah, for sure. You know? So like you just that's where we come in as negotiators, right? Yeah. To kind of figure out the situation and try to get the best prices. For our buyer, the lowest price for the buyer and the highest price for the sellers. Of course. Right. right? Yeah. And that's that's why we have jobs, really. And as much as people hate real estate agents, <laughs> this is what we're here for. It's a high ticket item, mm-hmm. right? That needs a personal touch or someone that's experienced to be able to know how to sell it, how to make the deal happen. Absolutely. Right. right? And it's not always a price that makes the you know a win, a winning situation, right? So yeah. Oh, yeah. anyway. It's the unit itself, like the property itself that actually sells it. Cause like before you could just get any like one let's say one plus then. You could sell it easily, right? So right right now, it's more like if it's a good property, for sure, you're going to get a great price for it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I, I think you need a, a skilled negotiator to help yeah. out of that, yeah. right? Like, I, don't, I don't think it's true that the property sells itself. Like, I think there's certain things that you could do. Like, you could be leaving money on the table, in other words, mm-hmm. if you're not yeah, yeah. doing it It does properly. help, though. Look at all angles, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's where experience comes into play as well. Like, last night I was talking to somebody about a mortgage foreclosure, for example, like a power sale. And I know they left money on the table. Absolutely <laughs> left money on the table. It's like... Yo, I had a buyer for this, you know. If yeah, if you just let me give a chance to put actually put an offer in, mm-hmm. so they accepted an offer really, really low. Oh wow! And unfortunately, the second position is going to be cut out of it, and they're going to lose money. But it is what it is, right? So that's where a skilled negotiator comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, all that to say that it does move fast, but you can't time the market. You can't yeah. really tell. Like I think it really depends on what your situation is. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. What's right. your goal? What's your like? What's your three to six months goal or like a yeah. year or two where you want to be in the next like your year? Like, like is well, that? not even that. I think it's more so why are you buying? Why are you selling? Mm-hmm. Why do you need to do this? Do you need to do that? Like is there another investment vehicle that might be better for you if you're doing it for investment? If you're right. doing it because you have another kid on the mm-hmm. way or something, you need more space, mm-hmm. that's a different story. Are you doing it because you want to cash out of the, your property and just rent instead? Mm-hmm. That's also another story. Is there, you know, like a situation where you can't pay your bills or whatever and you want to rent. Yeah, okay. We'll help you out there, right? If there's a situation where you're so sick of renting and you want to start buying, like I'm helping somebody right now doing the same thing. They, don't, yeah. they just don't want to buy. They don't want to rent anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. rent prices keep on going up. Right, so especially right, if yeah. you're in new rent control. Because yeah. sooner or later, all of these properties are going to be rent controlled. Or not rent controlled, I should say. Yeah. So sooner or later, you're going to be forced to, you know, mm-hmm. at the mercy of the individual landlords, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks too. Yeah. There's a quote that we've been talking about a lot, especially when it comes to hindsight. It's like, the best time to plant a tree would have been yesterday, but today's the day that you can actually plant one and make a decision. Right. Like, we don't know what the future holds. Right. And, you know, I would just, the only piece of advice I have to any of our listeners is that real estate is a long-term game. Mm-hmm. So don't go in it for the quick flip. You no. could potentially no. lose your shirt, right? No. You got to hold it, plan to hold it for at least two, four, five years. I think five years is the perfect sweet sauce. Mm-hmm. It's perfect time mm-hmm. uh, if you can hold it for longer even better because if you hold it for 25 30 years and you don't do anything to the property you don't refinance whatever it'd be paid off because that's what an amortization is right yeah for it sure amortizes in a residential property anyway mm-hmm. amortizes over 25 to 30 years mm-hmm. so if you can hold it for the long term make sure you do your due diligence make sure you do the right you know ask yourself the right questions of what your goals are mm-hmm. is this the property so like in other words don't just buy anything don't just close your eyes and buy anything as much as oh, yeah. you know that could help as well too <laughs> but just know that if you close your eyes and do anything Mm-hmm. You're going to be stuck with that for a long time in order yep. for it to make sense. Yep. So that property I bought in Barrie while well, back during the <laughs> during the pandemic, beginning of the pandemic, when prices started to rise like crazy, I'm like, oh, man, that was such a bad decision. But I'm stuck with it for the next two, three, four, five years. Yeah. Because otherwise I lose money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So moral of the story, it doesn't matter what the market is doing, I think. I yeah. think what really does matter is that you're in it for the long run. Yeah. Long run. I did a video a couple podcasts ago. I did one with Glenn where it says who's winning in this market mm-hmm. and who's winning in this market. Who are you guys seeing? Mm, you guys remember? People who have uh, assets who are able to make um, sound decisions and aren't necessarily being forced into moving. So people have cash yep. that potentially want to buy. Yeah. People that are can okay. leverage. Can Let's leverage get a little it. more specific. I would say the person that has a condo, right? You could sell it at 9% loss, whatever it is, right? The mm-hmm. average price for a downtown condo, mm-hmm. maybe down 10%. But the average price of a freehold property somewhere else or like a semi, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right, is down by like 15, some cases 20, some cases 35%, depending on what locals, you're, what areas you're looking at. Yeah, right? especially in the 905. Milton, Brampton, yep. Markham, you know, some areas like that. Mm-hmm. If you got to take a 10% hit, fine. 
you know, and then move it to another place. I took a 30% hit. Mm-hmm. Port your mortgage if you have a fixed mortgage yeah. where you're paying your 2% interest or whatever it is yeah. for that portion of it. Say you bought a, you have a $700,000 condo and you have a $500,000 mortgage on it, just say, right? Yeah, yeah. Take that 500000 move it over at the 2%, and then the new mortgage, new property you buy at like $1.3 million. Let's just say you're buying it for, I don't know, a million dollar mortgage now, all of a sudden you qualify for that. That extra 500000 will be at the 6%. You blend the two rates together. Mm-hmm. On average, it's going to be 4% mm-hmm. of a mortgage rate. Yeah. So now you got a nice big house, yeah. And all of a sudden, you have the perfect opportunity to make that jump from that little, you know, it's like jumping up that ladder, right? Mm -hmm. That gap is just so so much smaller than if you waited till longer, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Or the other example that Glenn said was, what about the person that has the mortgage completely paid off, you know, a $3 million house, let's just say. Yeah. And you sold for $2.8 million instead. You took a little bit of a hit, right? Like a 10% hit or whatever it might be, right? Yeah. Take that money, invest it into... Put in a bond at five percent, right? Put mm-hmm. in a private mortgage, like a, a safer private mortgage, lower loan of value, yeah, yeah. and get twelve percent on your money. Yeah, right. So there's a lot of opportunities where you can win. And it, it, first of all, for so that person, take that money, right? That rental income that you have. So say you put two million dollars in a twelve uh, percent fund, whatever, yeah. right? That's twenty G's a month. Yeah, at two million bucks, if you think about it. Yeah, twenty thousand. You can rent a place for like five thousand. 6,000. I mean, right? if you want to stay downtown, you don't even have to do that. Yeah, you can retire, really, right? Yeah. But if you have 2 million bucks, so say you have a $3 million house, you sold it, you took $2 million out, that $3 million property would, first of all, you need your twenty minimum 20% down, maybe mm-hmm. more, maybe 25%. Mm-hmm. You're paying, like, at today's rates, twelve, thirteen thousand $13,000 a month, but you can re- turn around and rent that same house because somebody's owned it a long time ago and their mortgage is probably lower for, like, six, 7000 Mm-hmm. So yeah, you don't own the property, but you you're renting it instead. Yep. Maybe that's a way to do it. Yeah, a lot of cash. Yeah. You know, th- I think there's a lot of opportunities out there. Forget about where the market's at today. There's opportunity in every single market. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Just gotta find it and talk to an experienced uh, agent. Yeah. It's about situational. It's very situational. So, okay. Anyway, with that, if you guys have any questions, you know, there's always a. A link on our website, broadbyavenue.ca. Just click on the book appointment and then you can have 15 minutes with one of us. All right, thanks for watching. Subscribe if you're not and talk soon. Peace. Add it up.